Welcome to the PG Daily. This season is dedicated to financially empowering the residents of Prince George's County. Join our host, Heath Carlock, as he sits down with several financial experts to discuss ways for you to find money, make money, and better understand money. Get ready to be empowered. Today's guests are Richard Baptiste and Dr. Mark Wooten. You, Mr. Richard, have done nine, maybe even ten now, uh, cash flow investing workshops for the Financial Empowerment Center. And it's had a, a range of folks, participants, youth, children, young and old. I'm very interested in hearing from you about what the participants have experienced thus far, the feedback you've gotten. I know what I've heard <laughs> on my end of this. What have you heard? <laughs> I want to inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> yeah, no. but, but it's clearly creating a breakthrough <laughs> and allowing people to practice budgeting, uh, practice assets and liabilities, uh, practice what it means to get paid and then to have an accident and have to use your emergency fund or some saved money. Um, what it means to get passive income and how it feels to know that, oh, I'm not even really working for this money. I've just put it out there so that I've created this structure where that value can be an add-on on a monthly basis. So unpack the, the, the client experience, the participant experience in cash flow and what you what you and I have heard so far. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that that I really uh, enjoy about the cash flow experience is uh, you you can come into the the cash flow workshop with no financial um, literacy, no activity going on, you know, in your life. Because to your point, we've had some very young folks in all the way up to seniors participate in the workshop. And because of the way the workshop is structured with some financial literacy concepts, and then, you know, moving into the board game with the instruction on how to play the game and, and what's going on, um, folks can, you know, learn and understand the concepts as they go. So, you know, some of the, the takeaways um, that has come up throughout the sessions um, has been everything from money management is an ongoing process. You know, that, you know, has come up where folks have um, created their financial statements and they're updating their cash ledgers. Um, and that's a reason that we provide pencils with erasers, you know, throughout the workshop so folks can do that, you know, activity. But money management is an ongoing process. And, and that is so true um, because, you know, on, on the next roll of the dice and you land on a new place on the player board, your situation can change to the good or to the bad. Okay, so you have to make decisions, you know, as you go. Um, and that leads to my, my next point as a takeaway that we've heard, and that is not every deal is a good deal. You know, in the game of cash flow, you, you can land on a piece called deal, and you have the opportunity to choose a big deal or a smart deal, a, a, a big deal or a small deal card, 
and you have to make the decision if you want to um, take action on that deal. Now, that deal is going to cost you, um, and it has a return uh, on the investment, but the point here is not every deal is a good deal, and the ability for the player to analyze that and make the decision and understand that not every deal is a good deal is very powerful. And they, you know, a lot of times equate that to things that they have done in their life that they could look back and say, you know what, that wasn't a good decision that I've made. And and when, when they can start co- doing a contrast and compare to what's happening, you know, with the board game to what they're experiencing in their actual life, it becomes a very powerful, you know, learning tool. So that's uh, another one that I've heard. Um, another um, a takeaway that that I've heard from the group, and this this particular point has come from the older and the senior folks, you know, playing the game, and that is, I wish I would have learned these concepts or I've played this game much earlier my, in my, life. My. Yeah, my my my, that's. That's, yep. that's one that always is, it shakes you to your core mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know for a fact that you would have willed better outcomes for yourself if you just knew more at certain junctures in the journey. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm concerned that, and it breaks my heart when I hear that, um, but even from the lens of, of the, the public-facing, corporate-facing nature of the church, for example, um, you, Dr. Mark, have actually worked with people and seen changes in them. Um, how do you motivate somebody to change their financial behavior, and how do you celebrate with them when they do? Well, uh, being a minister, I have the privilege of going uh, into my teaching topics wherever the Bible goes. And uh, if the Bible covers it, then it's in my purview of being able to discuss. And stewardship and finances... Uh, most of the parables that Christ told were about stewardship of resources and and insights to spiritual matters come out of good stewardship of resources. So it is something that through uh, my ministry, I've been able both to, to teach classes on it in, in church in a, a, you know, a, a six-week, a 10-week setting. Uh, I also currently have a group that meets at my home once a month, a life group, and we are focus simply on the financial stewardship and improving that. And uh, one of the things that we do is fill out a, a net worth sheet that uh, kind of gives both uh, you first list all of the assets that you own and their uh, estimated value, and then you fill out your uh, loans that you have on those assets and then subtract that second number from the first, and hopefully it's a positive number. Uh, it's not always. And it's interesting how uh, frightened people are to fill that sheet out the first time. I just, I, I don't think I'm going to be very good. I, I'm afraid to see what the answer will be. And so we've had the opportunity, my wife and I, just to walk uh, literally dozens of people through that process and to have them realize that uh, this is an approach to uh, personal finance management that really gives me a sense of my bottom line. Uh, the last Gallup poll that dealt with finances said that there's 62% of Americans are not keeping a detailed monthly budget. 
So 38% are, so good for them, but it's it becomes a tough issue for many people, very detailed, very time-consuming. You need to do it, you should do it, but 60% of, 62% of Americans are not doing it. And this net worth approach is a second approach to personal finances that we use to help people kind of walk through and get a feel for where they're at. Um, all businesses have both sets of documents. They have an income expense and then they have an asset liability. But for some reason, when we go to personal finances, we leave that asset liability document on the shelf. And so our unique approach to it is that we pull that one off the shelf and we use that one instead. And so when we are helping people walk through that asset liability, that net worth uh, approach to their finances, uh, it is very interesting that they have, most of the time the response is, oh wow, I have more assets than I realized. And now the next step is let's make those assets work as strong as they possibly can for us and let's take that liability side of this document and let's minimize that so it's working against us less and less month by month and so it is fun it's fun to watch people it, it's a little uh, fear and trembling as they fill that out the first time and they need a, a month or two to kind of find where those figures can be found and, and get them as precise as they can but as they begin walking through that uh, we've had people pay off cars, pay off student loans, uh, buy a house. You know, that was the latest victory last month that one of our students, one of the members of our family group, he and his wife, were able to move out of an apartment and buy their own house and start that uh, equity build up in their own personal home. So it it is fun. It's rewarding. It's It's always scary to get started on that conversation. People like to kind of keep their finances close to their chest and not reveal that. But and I'm sure you worked helpful. out their DTI for them. <laughs> yeah, debt, debt to income. income yeah. Yeah. Their, their mortgage lender did. Oh, so. good. <laughs> yep, right. um, but I, I like how you have a life group. I like how there's, there's different voices feeding folks because there are some, uh, I, I call them financial loaners, and not the loan like LOAN, but loaners like... I can make it by myself. And yeah, there are some people who can legitimately make it by themselves, but there are reasons for that. And I think uh, most people make it in, in personal financial success with having friends, mentors, uh, others chime in uh, to keep up. You know, oh, Richard's got to get in a pool in his backyard. You know, even people when they're spending money have others they're trying to keep up with. Right. And so when 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 a person is developing a new habit, looking through something through a new lens, it's it's them saying um, bouncing it off of somebody. It, it always works better with with friends and, and others, mm-hmm. family members yeah. even who want to do this, want the change to be part of their reality, mm-hmm. which gets me to this this last point. Um, the, the 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 stop just. OK, so. You get to a point, you have folks who are just struggling. It gets to a point where it's like, this is self-inflicted. Therefore, there's only one way to stop the affliction. And if self is involved, you have to stop. You, You just have to stop whatever the behavior is and get a new input and take new knowledge and begin the process. You have to cry out for help. And it requires humility. It requires self-compassion. 
It requires uh, that you talked about discipline, both of you. Uh, it requires these more virtuous behaviors in the money habitudes universe. Mr. Richard knows that I, I go into this, and we even have done this with churches. Uh, it talks about security mindset and planning mindset and giving mindset are the most virtuous as opposed to being about status, being about spontaneity with your spending and having a carefree lifestyle. There's space for that, you know, but you, you should have that planned out and it should be a part of your planning mechanism, not a part of your general uh, reflexive mechanisms. But what I'm getting at is this this notion of in cash flow, in the board game, you have folks rolling the dice every go round, and they're always confronted with a new position on that game board. And unlike their own personal living, just like in, in a Monopoly or, or any other game, you get to interact and act into the, the persona you are in the game differently than your own reality. And I'm interested in the ability for the player to first, yes, as a player with the persona, suspend the reality, their own personal reality for the game reality, but then to walk out of that session with their mind made up that they're going to have the psychology of transformational living afterwards if, if they're not quite there like the persona that's portrayed in the game. And how many, Mr. Richard, how many ahas, and Dr. Mark, you've also been a cash flow guy, and you have the board game, and you've implemented it in different locations, but how many aha moments does the average learner go through in one two-hour sitting of cash flow? Many, many. I mean, I, I'm not even sure I could put a number, you know, on on it because... I, you know, I mean, as you go from table to table, player to player, and they're playing the game, they're landing on on a new piece, they're making a decision, um, whether it's a big deal, a small deal, you know, a market, you know, a stock, a mutual fund, oh, a doodad, uh, a, a this, a that, and they're seeing the ebb and flow of their cash ledger, and they're they're participating in the opportunity to create passive income and what that does to increase their 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 cash ledger and their cash flow. I mean, there's many aha moments and and then the other thing that I really love about about the game is you have multiple players at the same table. So there's all there's also this camaraderie that goes on with folks trying to help others make smart decisions and get out of the rat race and increase their cash flow. And so, you know, I mean, it's a real participatory type of experience um, that the aha moments, I think, get get um, get expedited and become exponential because there's more people sitting at the table that's participating in the experience. Dr. Mark, what would you say are some of the ahas you've realized? Uh, we had fun last month at our uh, life group meeting. We don't we meet for two hours. First hour is just me on fellowship, and the second hour is talking about financial principles. So that's not enough to play cash flow. But 
I did just I went to the cash flow game and pulled out the small deals stack of cards mm -hmm. and then I passed them out mm -hmm. and they said you know this is tonight's discussion is how to make our assets work harder for us not just to sit in a savings account and get a tenth of one percent so here's some investment opportunities and let's talk about them and so we just I passed about five out to each one and we just went around the circle and okay read your next card and let's discuss it and so there was stocks to buy there was uh, duplexes to buy single-family homes to buy and so in just an hour we really covered a lot of information and and yet in that group you could see there was one person who says this is too much this i can't i can't learn all this stuff you know and so you know it's for them at this point that was over their head and they need to get back to some basics in regards to that but it was it was <laughs> i'm just saying that that there's aha moments and then there's oh no moments as well that, mm -hmm. that you run across and you just got to realize that people are at different stages and it's the ability to kind of adapt and meet them where they're at that becomes the fun challenge so i've seen people literally tap out during the cash flow gameplay because they're like I keep landing on this and every die roll, every other die roll, I'm losing money. I'm not gaining like the other people in my group. What's your message for them, Mr. Richard? You know, my, my message to them is, you know, stay, stay the course, stay focused. Um, it, it's, it's discipline. I mean, life is not easy. Um, creating a plan and sticking to it is not easy. Getting, um, increasing your net worth, becoming wealthy, you know, none of these things are easy. So if you tap out early, then you, you are punching out of life's game or, or life, you know, um, very, very early and you're not giving yourself a chance. Part of the experience is making decisions that are not good decisions, but then learning from those decisions. And, and that knowledge that you have learned then helps you propel and make smarter decisions, you know, off into the future. So stay with it. Awesome. Awesome. And so the final question is, you know. Well, I, let me I, chime in on that okay, one. And you have to also realize that uh, – Life is a gamble, but it's not as big of a gamble as the cash flow game where you're it's all on the dice. So some of the things that you can land on that'll set you back are the divorce, having a child, and in a game you may get divorced five times. Okay, now hopefully in life And multiple children. And multiple <laughs> children. So there are there are things about the game that really are totally out of your it control. It, no. it it happens to some, but uh, I think a lot of people yeah, would say that rule. there's some personal guidance that you can give to that issue that can kind of make your real life even better odds than this game is. Yeah, so being a stable, relatively moral uh spiritually guided person can definitely help and that's what the the whole stop moment and the psychology of uh the quiet uh, come to a quiet place i think of the parable uh of 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 the prodigal son right he he had to come to himself is what the scripture says yeah right and so to stop and to pivot with money um and, and the ability for us as practitioners uh, to to create behavior change before the chasm, 
I think is something that should continually play on our hearts and minds as we reflect on these multiple exposures and engagements from the platform we have. Uh, what keeps you up at night is the actual last question of, of the, the hard part of the show. What keeps you up at night? What makes you wake up and feel like you can do something about this? With, are you saying at the anticipate what excites me so that I yeah. can't sleep? Okay, because uh, we've just gone through a horrible week of the stock market, and that's kept me up at night. <laughs> so, so, but that's you're getting at a different question that's here. Good. So, yeah. all right, uh, yeah, just the ability to have uh, whatever that window is to help that person make that statement on their own before they reach, as you said, where the prodigal is. Prodigal was, and that they'd spent everything, and they were feeding pigs and it's like what am i doing you know and if you can help someone come to uh, some personal stewardship personal responsibility uh personal ambition that will help them to turn it around before they get to that i mean there are there are people you talk with and it's like wow this really is hopeless you know this is this is tough you know and and for a lot of people, it's, you know, bankruptcy does become the, the only option to even possibly make it out of that. But if, if I can put this perspective into it, the median income in the world on the globe is just a little over $9,000. So if you're making $9,000 a year, half of the people in the world are making less than that, and they're getting by. So we, we've got to realize that living in this country at this time is an inherent, uh, inherent advantage, and that needs to be a part of the owning up to I've got to be a good steward because compared to other people in the world. So, I mean, if you're, if you're making thirty or 40000 a year, then you're in that 20% percentile. Right. 80% of the world are making less than that, so let's... Let's stop complaining and let's let's take some uh, advantage of the the blessings that we have. And I think people want to be capable, you know. So that person at or below the poverty line wants to hear from you guys, and the center and entities like us about what can they do to be one of these successes you hear about. Oh, I was merely picking trash, and now I own a conglomerate of waste management. You know, or you, how how do people create that turnaround on a very meagerly devised income? Well, anybody that's listening to this podcast needs to get uh, in touch with the Financial Empowerment Center. Uh, there, you have so many resources; it's unbelievable. I just I can't believe something like this exists. If you guys could just lower your prices some. Oh wait, it's all free, isn't it? Okay. And and really appreciate that. Yeah, and what I would add to that is taking action. I mean, you know, um, yes, the Financial Empowerment Center offers a suite of excellent, excellent financial tools. But what stops the 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 learning is or the engagement is 
the individual just taking the action to go to the Financial Empowerment Center, to go to, you know, a financial literacy, you know, seminar, to to take the action to track their expenses, track their income. I mean, these things require action from us. And, you know, this is this is going to be difficult to say, but there's a high percentage of people in society that are just lazy. And so it takes action and it's not hard action, but once you start it and you start to learn and you start to realize the benefits, then the action becomes easy and and you want to do it more and more. So taking that first step is definitely the hardest, but it's the most powerful first step that you'll make towards your financial freedom. Cash flow 2.0. What what would it have and that would wrap us up. <laughs> Uh, cash flow 2.0. Um, I think uh, it it would layer in um, things like uh, insurance. Uh, it would layer in uh, things like um, nursing home and elder care. You wow. know, um, that's a real reality. You know, going on. Um, it would layer in um, some medical, more, some more gig economy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, those types of you know things. It would layer in volatility. You know, volatility right now in today's time. I mean, we're seeing significant volatility across across global markets, and so uh, and those are things that are just. A reality that are happening life. So cash flow 2.0, in my opinion, uh, would layering some of those other components. Dr. Mark, anything to add to that? No, those are good answers. I'm just being sarcastic, but uh, some socialism principles of getting ahead may, <laughs> may be helpful. <laughs> People taking advantage of benefits do them. There are a number of veterans, for example, who never claim different items that yep, are due them for true. service mm-hmm. and Somehow that disconnect is allowed to exist and be permitted through any administration. And scholars, scholarships that go unclaimed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and, and grants, grants from state and local governments that could be suppliers and deliver on contracts. So I want to thank you both. Uh, this has been truly enriching. You all are pillars in the community in your own lanes. And uh, I've been able to leverage you. And, and blessed to find you. And uh, I really look forward to promoting your involvement and your networks to also come out if they can and participate in some of these functions, whether it's a small business mindset training or relationships and money training, uh, how to become a franchise owner training or any of the cash flow series or just personal financial coaching or credit counseling. Uh, we, we try to be wholesome and you all have helped with that access so thank you very much and we look forward to the next the next show this podcast was recorded at prince george's community radio located on the campus of prince george's community college the music for the podcast has been provided by david smalls and the pg daily is executively produced by david smalls join us next time for more financial empowerment